What do eight bags of concrete mix, a cooler full of 30-pound sea bass, and a 10-inch compound miter saw have in common? They're all things that are easier to load in and out of the bed of the new F-150. Thanks to its new available pro-access tailgate, that's also a swing gate. The new 2024 Ford F-150, tough this smart, can only be called F-150. Available starting early 2024, pro-access tailgate available starting spring 2024, cargo and load capacity limited by weight and weight distribution. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. So multitask right now. Get your quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Tell me which one you want to pick. If you're the general manager, are you the uh, them picks guy or give me them picks guy? Absolutely. And you got to say it. I'm going for them picks. <laughs> hey. I'm going for me a veteran guy that, that got the experience that, that been playing in this league, having success, and know what it takes to get to what we're trying to get to. I agree. You know? Aaron Donald chimes in on the F them picks vibe. It's a good thing the Rams didn't say F them picks when they picked Aaron Donald in 2014. That's the great irony of the whole F them picks mindset. One of the greatest defensive players in league history was acquired by the Rams because they valued that pick and they chose to use it on Aaron Donald. So he needs to remember that. They need to remember that as they consider when and if more like when than if, to give up future first-round picks. So uh, we'll be talking a lot about Aaron Donald here today. He made some news. Thank you, Aaron Donald, to fill the void, (laughs) the slow void, the post-Memorial Day weekend. There isn't a damn thing to talk about void with more from Aaron Donald to talk about. But before we get to any of that, it's been a few days. Kind of forget how to do this. It's been five days since Chris and I have gotten together, four days since we had the show. It is PFT Live on Peacock Sirius. XM85. The folks in the UK and Ireland were very upset that we weren't on yesterday because they don't have Memorial Day the way that we do. They remember their war dead in a different way than we do. So it's not the last Monday in May. So sorry, folks, that we weren't on yesterday. But we're back today. And anyone who listens on the podcast, we're back. If you're catching up, I'll get emails from people. Let me just say this. Not, Not that Not that, I mean, I don't know why I said that. I don't know why I said, let me just say this and not just say it. But I will say this. I get emails from people like a week after a show that they're listening on the podcast from a week ago. And maybe in the offseason, it's easier to do that. It's kind of harder during football season to wait a week because the world changes pretty quickly. But, yeah, I've gotten, I'm still getting positive feedback. 
on our comments from last Wednesday about the tragedy down in Texas. Still hearing from people about that, people who are catching up a week in advance. And other things, like a week or more than a week. It's like, hey, you know, appreciate you listening. Better late than never. But uh, surprising because the world does move faster than than you would think. But people people do it at their own pace. I know. I know. Even with Peacock, even with our shows, I feel like most of the friends that I have that watch it, they're like a day or two behind usually. You know, they're they're not even always like necessarily on the live show. They might be a day or two behind. So it's kind of the world we live in. People digest this stuff at the the speed they want to digest it in. The, The other wrinkle, too. PFTPM began its hiatus the week after the draft. I got an email yesterday from somebody who wanted to know where the old episodes are. They wanted to go back and watch them. Well, Peacock wipes them out after a certain period of time. I need to tell the person there on YouTube if they really are that interested in rewatching shows just because they were bored. It's like, (laughs) I don't know how many things you go through to get to the point where you're rewatching pre-draft PFTPM episodes. But hey, again, we appreciate the fact that people give a crap about the dumb stuff that we say on a regular basis. Uh, What dumb stuff did you do? Gosh, anything good? Anything stand out? I uh, Yeah, I did lots of dumb stuff. I mean, I I, for, I was in Nantucket for two nights, so that was nice. Uh, but flight got canceled on Sunday night and had to take a ferry to Cape Cod and then drove home from there and got home at like one in the morning uh, because wanted to come home for Monday. Monday, Memorial Day, more importantly in the Sims household, was Dirty Diana, a.k.a. my mother's 66th birthday. So we had to oh, go wow. down to Jersey yesterday for that. That was great. So I uh, did that. Had a great day in you the pool. You could have just said her birthday. You could have ah, just said I got to give birthday. the good setup. I got to give the setup. You're right. I probably shouldn't have said the number. But she's cool. She's over it. She's, she's willing to accept her age and where she's at right now. So that's that, Mike. I mean, I didn't even tell you last week, too. We got African geese at the house now, too. So that's another thing that's been thrown into my life. Can you believe that? African geese? Can you believe it? I went to my parents' house two weekends ago for a two-year-old birthday party. They told me there was African geese there, but it's time to leave that night. They're trying to send me home with them because somebody left them in the parking lot in town, and my family, being who it is, didn't like that and brought them home and tried to save them. So uh, now I have African geese. How many? Two of them. How many? Two of them. They like to walk around. They're the noisiest damn birds I've ever heard. They're they're constantly blowing their horn and talking to each other. And if anything is around, they like sound the alarm. So that's what we got going on. I don't know if you're looking up any pictures. They are interesting. I, I'm looking at, look at I, they yeah. are very interesting, <laughs> a very interesting, possibly illegal to own. But that's yes. OK. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I what my dad and my brother, uh, you know, back in New Jersey, they're out at the football field working with some high school kids throwing balls. And somebody left these African geese in the parking lot by their car with, like, food next to them, too. Basically to be like, hey, these are pets, but we're leaving them here. And my parents took them back to the house. And, you know, 10 hours later, they were trying to get me to take them home. And, uh, you know, Farm farm Chris Sims, uh, we brought them home. And, you know, depending upon the genders of those two geese, you may have more 
African geese before I, too long. I think so. I think that we do have a male and a female, which I know is not is not going to be cool. So we, we we got a lot going on in our life, Mike. It was a busy weekend. It was fun, but uh, yeah. How about you? Did you get in the pool this weekend? Did we do that? Not we, yet. Oh not my yet. gosh. I'm still I'm still on the I'm still on the, the African, African goose. geese. Yeah, the African goose is a massive bird. It's heavy he body, is. thick neck, and stout bill, and jaunty posture. The the African goose has a jaunty posture. It gives the impression <laughs> of strength and vitality. Its name is not indicative indicative of its place of origin. They basically don't know where it came from. That uh, you know, uh, ships traveling around the world yeah. picked it up somewhere and brought it to North America, and and here it is. And here and it it's, is. It's, and it's a Big it's ass big. bird. It's big. It's it's actually you know we have the chickens and the rooster, and what we have found out looking up a little research they're they're good they're very protective of the other birds on the property, uh, and, and and because they're so vocal I mean they're they're annoyingly loud at times to where they're like an alarm system for the birds too if something's around but yes they are a big bird there's no doubt about it. So the birds are all getting along fine. They're all getting along fine. The dogs, they're getting used to the dogs still. You know, they can't, they're still like, see my German shepherd with these wolf ears. And they're like, wait, this thing's just coming over here to lick my face. So they're still getting used to that. But we're, we're getting there. You practically have a zoo. I know. It's, I mean, it's you're, you're all, I don't know how many different animals you have to have on your property before it technically becomes a zoo. Yeah, I but know. But it's, it's getting there. It it's is. Getting it's there. getting there. I know. I know. It's crazy. I don't know And why. I'm the one that's got the farm. I know. You're in West Virginia. I'm in Connecticut right by New York City. I'm the one with the, all the damn animals, and you're sitting over there nice and clean with a good yard and everything. <laughs> Although we do have a fox that's running around. There is a fox on the property somewhere, yeah. uh, which gives me concern because I don't want the fox and my dog to end up crossing paths. He won't anywhere, mess with your they're, dog. They're, they're, they're too they're small. There definitely is a he fox. Won't mess. Yeah, he won't mess with yeah. your dog. You'll be safe yeah. there. Coyote maybe, dog no. I mean, fox yeah. no. no. Well, we hear, we hear coyotes. We hear all sorts of things in the woods. But uh, fox, groundhog, uh, and uh, birds everywhere. The birds chirping. In the middle of the night, the birds are chirping this time of year. Constant, really? can't get away from it. Wow. Bird chirping. Anyway, it was. I went fishing yesterday too, and I I shouldn't bring that up because I didn't catch a damn thing. I didn't even get a bite. It is rare that I'll go fishing for hour hour and a half and not even get a nibble. So I don't know whether it was the moon phase or something. They just weren't biting, or maybe wow. it was me. Maybe maybe I just didn't have good uh, good rig, good bait on my line. But uh, anyway, I, there it I, is. I, the first time I've ever gone. There's that that is not what I was fishing for yesterday, but that is the the African goose. Yes. a majestic, jaunty posture, according to uh, the <laughs> it is cool looking. livestock conservancy. So, yeah. uh, well, you got two of them, and you may have more. I don't Thank want you. one. Yes, you can yeah. have them all. <laughs> yeah, we'll send um, one. We'll send one. We'll FedEx one down to you. <laughs> all right, uh, let's get to it. Uh, we hope it. everybody out there had a had a good and safe weekend. Although Pete and I had the conversation before the show began when he said to me, I hope you had a good weekend. I said, no, you don't. You're just saying that because that's what you say. So I really, to everybody out there, I don't care if you had a good weekend or not. I'm just saying it because that's what you have to say. We hope you had a really great weekend. Um, we hope you have a great week. This is that weird week where Tuesday feels like Monday. Wednesday feels like Tuesday. Thursday doesn't feel like anything. And then the next thing you know, it's Friday. Speaking of that, are you with us through Friday or I is it a three-day week I don't work Fridays. Just because I got Monday off doesn't mean I work on a Friday. Where, what the is last that? time you got Monday off, you worked on Friday. <laughs> well, it must have been during the season or something. That's not the way it's supposed to work. That's not right. 
I don't work Fridays, all right? It doesn't matter. That's your guys' fault for not putting us to work yesterday. <laughs> all right. Uh, here's more from Aaron Donald. He, he was on the I Am Athlete podcast with Brandon Marshall and friends, and uh, some interesting things from Donald because we need to set this up. Before the Super Bowl, literally before the Super Bowl, Rodney Harrison said that if the Rams win, Aaron Donald may retire. There really wasn't a whole lot of pushback against that idea. It lingered for a while, and then it just kind of became accepted that Donald is still playing. The Rams always have that kind of glass-half-full attitude about everything. Right. And there's been this presumption that everything's fine, threat neutralized, Aaron Donald is playing, no issues, no problems, no anything. And now here's Aaron Donald last week from the I Am Athlete podcast telling us a very different story than what the Rams have been peddling. Have a listen. It ain't about the money. It's a business at the end of the day. That's, that's, what, right. you got, that's what you got to see. So it's about win. For me, it's about winning. I'm, I don't want to play football if I can't win anyway. So um, I feel like if, the, if it were lying and I got a, like, a real opportunity to win another Super Bowl, then it makes sense to play. But, again, it's still a business. We got to handle the business side of things. And if, if that wasn't to get handled, then, you know, it is what it is type situation. I'll be fine regardless. But winning the Super Bowl, you get kind of get a little addicted to it. Like, I want to feel that again, though. I ain't gonna lie. That's like that experience is like no none other. So, um, if 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 I was to play, it's just to win another Super Bowl. But at the end of the day, it's still a business, and it got to make sense to me and my family. Because if I wasn't doing what I was supposed to do, right. no matter how good of a relationship I got with the organization, with the coaches, like the, 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 hey, it's sir, the thing, you, you, it's, it just ain't working. We gonna job. let you go. Yep. They gonna, it's a bit. It's all right. Okay. But if I do everything I'm supposed to do, you know, from a, it's time to go back to the table. It's a business. We're going to figure it out, right? I'm happy. I'm fine. I don't need to play. I don't, the thing is, I don't need to play football to be fine. Like, I'm, 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 I'm fine. Like, I, I was blessed to play this game. To make the money I made, the accomplishments I made in eight years is like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, I'm, I'm, I'm complete. I'm, I'm like, if I can win another one, that's great. But if not, I'm like, I'm at peace. So, 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 if the business doesn't make sense to you, you're willing to. I'm at peace. You're I'm at, at peace. peace. I'm at peace. There were a lot of different things he said there. One thing that he said was his plan was always to play eight years and then retire. But then he talks about the Super Bowl and how he's addicted to that feeling and he wants to win another one. And then it pivots back to the money. I think he really wants to play. The question right. is, how do the Rams play this? I don't think they can do nothing. He's making $14.25 million this year, which clearly doesn't reflect the current market or salary cap or his ongoing incredible value to the team. Um, I don't know how much it's going to take to make him happy. They have to do something. Definitely. The question is, what, what does it take? Is it $30 million a year? Is it $25 million a year? What, what is it going to take to make Aaron Donald continue to commit and then they have to ask themselves how many more years is he going to be playing at this high level he just turned 31 at some point the sun starts to set especially when with a guy you know this isn't tom brady who's standing back there in the pocket not getting touched this is uh, relatively speaking this is a guy who gets hit every single yeah, play he's undersized he's in, is in oh, the man. little mini car crash every single play he's yeah. getting double and triple teamed every single play his body is going to wear down faster than it would for a Tom Brady who's 45. So these are all factors that need to be considered. I'd be surprised if he doesn't play. Right, right. Because I think it would have come to a head by now. I think this is more about setting up a possible holdout if he doesn't get a new contract. But I think at the end of the day, if if 
un- unless they refuse to pay him, and even if they refuse to pay him, I don't think it's a retirement as much as it's I'm not showing up until I get a new contract yeah. with the possibility that I would play in the future. I, I, I mean, I hope he still wants to play no matter what. I mean, I have that same feeling you do. He's, he's I mean, even with a down year last year by his standards, he came on so strong even at the end of the regular season. When everybody kind of started to talk about Michael Parsons and T.J. Watt about the last five or six weeks, he was kind of like, oh, wait, you remember me? I'm, I'm like the, the, the number one ass kicker here in the NFL. And from that point on, really into the playoffs, he was phenomenal. So, I mean, yeah, you know, you could set that, like, line or uh, that mark to go, oh, eight years. But, man, it, it's hard to, when you love it, which I do think he does. He has a passion for the sport. He talked about the Super Bowl. I think he loves training for it and everything that goes along with that. You know, he's a real personable, awesome guy in the locker room. I'm sure he loves the camaraderie. I would think he'd have a hard time walking away right now. But, like, if you're the Rams, please don't be stupid. Like, that, I just – like, please make the guy happy. I, I don't know what they're going to have to do or finagle some money, whatever. But, really, I, I come back to the point a little bit sometimes when I think about this Aaron Donald situation and just go, I don't know, Mike, if you have this same feeling, but a little, like – why did they do Matthew Stafford before they did Aaron Donald? That, that would be one thing. I mean, Aaron, like, I know Matthew Stafford was underpaid, too, and had the great end of the year, right? But this is something he wanted. He wanted to go to the Rams. He wanted to go be with a winner. Like, this guy's the man. He's the best player in the history of your franchise. It's, I don't think, even close now. He's the guy. He's still kind of, like, at the edge of the prime of his career, and we're talking Ray Lewis, Lawrence Taylor type of player here. I don't. That's sometimes where I go back to it and just go. I'm. I don't know why they didn't address him first. Well, Stafford, I think was. It's not that Stafford was approaching free agency. He was entering the final year of his contract. Yeah, his so final it was year. Urgency right. to get that taken care of. Right. With Aaron Donald, who held out during multiple training camps to finally get the contract that he now has, he got it just before the Khalil Mack stuff came to a head. Yeah. Right. In. Oakland at the time it was before the Raiders even had moved to Las Vegas because they entered the league in the same draft year and for a while they were regarded as equal but Donald has since in part because Mac has faded but Donald has kept getting better and better and better yeah he's under contract for three more years and you know when a team signs a guy that far into the future the team sometimes foolishly exhales yeah and right and thinks, oh, we got we've got this while. guy under contract yeah, right. through 2023. We're not <laughs> going to have to deal with the problem. Well, sometimes the guy keeps getting better. Sometimes the cap keeps going up, even despite the pandemic year where it went down. It's still gone up a lot over where it was when he signed the contract. And the market has gone up. You've got pass rushers now who are creeping closer and closer to $30 million a year. And you've got a guy who is a dominant force in the interior of the offense or defensive line, excuse me, and he's currently 102nd among all players at 14.25 million for this year. Clearly, you are at the point where it is time to redo the deal in fairness to the player and not take the attitude you've got three years left under contract. You signed a contract, you either honor your contract or don't honor your contract, but we're not doing anything about it. You can't take that attitude. But something he said during the clip we played, yeah. you know, look, if he couldn't play, they'd get rid of yeah, him. Of course, of course. So when, when you get to the back end of a contract like this, it rarely is fair to both sides. It's either going to be too favorable to the player and they cut him, 
or too favorable to the team, and they say, hey, okay, we got this guy under contract for three years, and it's worked out the last three years of this deal are incredibly favorable to the Rams, and they would prefer to not have to change it because they've had these numbers on the books for years as they construct their team and figure out how they're going to fit everyone together. I think they've just kind of taken for granted that it's 14.25 and it's 14 next year and 14 the year after. And that's fine. And now we got to, we got to go back and reconfigure everything because Aaron Donald wants more money. Well, guess what? You better give him more money because he deserves it. There's, there's, I don't know if there's a really a case like really in in the I mean in recent history to sit here and go, it, it, there's not more evidence of a player kind of outperforming where he is in the contract than Aaron Donald and the Rams. I mean, are, are we? Am I wrong? Is it this contract that it's three defense MVPs, right? So yes, three defense MVPs was the leader in spearheading the Super Bowl charge. Period. I mean, in in any big moment whether it was pressure with Brady in the divisional game, the plays he made against the 49ers, and, of course, the Super Bowl. And, as we talked about, should have been the Super Bowl MVP, but nonetheless led the charge for the Rams to win the Super Bowl. I mean, when you just state the case right there, and then you look at what he's making compared to, yeah, T.J. Watt, like you already talked about, Khalil Mack still making more than he is. It's ridiculous. It's really kind of ridiculous when you get down into it. And, yes, he needs to be towards the top of the league as far as average, you know, salary is concerned. And somewhere in that 26 to 30 range as far as the defensive players or the top guys are being paid. There's two other wrinkles that make me believe he will play. One is another item that came from the I Am Athlete podcast that Aaron Donald has signed with Kanye West's Don Sports yeah. for marketing purposes. Well, there's nothing to market if you're not playing. If you're Aaron Donald, you need the platform and the profile that comes from playing to have the off-field opportunities. That's a good point, Mike, yeah. You don't, you don't just retire from playing right. and all these opportunities are going to come your way. They're going to go to the guys who are actually playing. So you have to keep playing. He So – he, I, I think, and, and he spent the entire offseason getting ready. We've seen the videos of him yeah, working, out working out at right. the pit facility. He's already put the hay in the barn. He's not going to burn the barn down at this point. This is a business play, not a retirement consideration in my view. The other side of it, too, if he retires, he's already gotten $5 million this year. He's got to pay that back without question. The Rams would not be jerks to say, hey, look, you got a $5 million roster bonus for this season. If you're not going to play football this season, we'd like to have our $5 million back. And it's possible they haven't even paid him yet. I'd have to see the contract to see when the money is payable. It was earned March 21. But then on top of that, he would owe them, if the Rams really wanted to push it, $8 million in unearned signing bonus money, the final installment of the contract that he signed at, at a five-year extension at $8 million a year, a $40 million signing bonus. You know, would they ask him for that back? I don't know. But is it a factor that he needs to ponder as he considers whether to retire? Well, the idea of having to dig deep for a total of $13 million, that, that's, one of the, that's one of the data points in your decision-making process. You don't know. The Rams would have every right to say you owe us the $8 million plus the five, $13 million. That would be a factor as well, I think, in whether or not he ultimately walks away from football. So I really don't think he will. I think it would have happened by now if he was truly going to retire. I think we so, are in, too. Right. Almost June. He's worked out in the offseason like he always does. He just wants his contract. And 
you know, I think he's probably a little bit miffed that the Rams have dragged their feet for as long as they have to get this fixed. I really do. Because they've had since February now to take care of this. And they've known since the confetti fell at SoFi Stadium that there's a chance Aaron Donald's not going to play. And one of the things that will get him to play is a new contract. So, uh, and they took care of Matthew Stafford along the way. To your point, the guy who's the newcomer. That's what I mean. Guy who's That's what I was trying team. to say. Exactly. Yeah. Not that he didn't deserve it, but yeah. I just want to go. Right. I want to be like, why wouldn't you have done Aaron first? You know, yeah. the, the guy that's put you here, the guy that took you to another one with Jared Goff at quarterback. You know, that that was that was exactly right. The the, the point to me, Mike, you know, and, and I, I like you, like you started off the show and kind of said, well, <clears throat> you know, that glass half full attitude by the Rams. You're right. I think that leads us to believe always that, eh. It'll get done. And then you add in the other aspect of, like you're talking about, Aaron Donald's working out. You know, it. this isn't like Ray Lewis or Peyton Manning, you know, who were these, of course, all-time Hall of Fame, a Hall of Fame players, but were on the last leg at the very end of their career where they, yeah, they win a Super Bowl and it's over. This is a guy that... You know, again, we could sit here and make a case for the last, you know, eight weeks of the year, including the the playoffs. You go, uh, I think he's still the best defensive player in football. So that's where I just have a hard time thinking he's going to walk away from that. And the Rams can't be stupid for all the reasons we've stated so far. The guy's just too special to the franchise. Pete says they asked him about continuing to work out. He says he does it because he likes to look good. Look, th- there's an easier way to work out to look good not the football preparation workout that we saw him doing at Pitt. That's not the workout to look good. No, it's a, definitely it's a, not. It's a benefit from it, but it's a hell of a lot easier to work out to look good than it is to work out to get yourself ready for a football season. No question. So the guy that works out of the gym to look good is like the guy that like you, you're always like, man, his muscles are huge. The guy never sweats. He just sits in the corner and he's like, you know, like sculpting and like worried about how his pec looks and how his biceps looks. Yeah, he's doing like real work, like flipping tires and fighting with knives and doing things that you'd go, yeah, it's it's a little bit more than looking good. That's for sure. I think they call those popcorn muscles. Popcorn I, there was a muscles, player yeah. once who was accused of having popcorn muscles. I can't remember who it was, but I, I remember it's the first time I'd heard that term. Um, I'm going to have to Google it now during a break because I don't want to defame anyone as having popcorn muscles don't when do they that. weren't the one who was right. the, the target of the derisive phrase, popcorn muscle. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Uh, speaking of popcorn. Speaking of targets. Uh, I, had my, I, had, I, had, I had my popcorn ready on, on Friday. I was uh, out running some errands pre-holiday weekend, minding my own business. And uh, I see Lamar Jackson had something to tweet about something that we, specifically you, had to say. Here's the clip that got Lamar Jackson's attention and a little bit of his ire. Here's Chris from last week talking about Lamar Jackson not participating in Baltimore Ravens organized team activities. 
And I've heard Lamar Jackson say he wants to win Super Bowls. He wants to win a bunch of Super Bowls. I mean, I think there was a time where he was like, I want to be like Brady. He remember him saying that early in his career. Well, Brady wouldn't be missing OTAs in year four of his career. I just That's where I want to say to some of these young quarterbacks. They always – I hear like, oh, I want to be like Brady. I want to have a career like Brady. Well, then do what Brady does. Brady didn't miss an OTA until he had played in four Super Bowls and, you know, started to get married and then started to miss a few OTAs. But then things didn't go that great in 2010 and 11 and 12. And you know what he started to doing? I'm going to be back at OTAs. I'm going to get a little bit better and we need this. That's where just from the football standpoint, I, I just don't get it. I don't at all. That was the comment. That was the clip that was on social media. Lamar Jackson retweeted it. Thank you, Lamar, with this observation. Lamar wants to be Lamar, Chris. This part of OTAs is voluntary, my guy. I will be there, just not on your watch. It's probably other quarterbacks not attending voluntary OTAs either. But since it's Lamar, it's a huge deal. Find something else to talk about. There is a lot there to, as they say, unpack. A lot. A lot there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> First of all, this part of – well, let's start yeah. at the beginning. Yeah. This part of OTAs is voluntary, my guy. I will be there. Well, all the OTAs are voluntary. The only thing that isn't voluntary about the offseason program is a mandatory minicamp. That's not OTAs. OTAs, by definition, are voluntary. They're also football practice. I always am humored by OTA, organized yeah. team activity. Like, right. why don't you just call it football practice? Yeah, you don't right. want to call it football practice because it's not football season, but it's still football practice. And we talked about this last week. This is different from any other aspect of the offseason program. These are the practices where you begin the installation process, walk through, supposedly not full speed, but we're hearing stories about fights and guys they have to slow down. Jordan it always Carlos happens. Is the new Chiefs defensive end. Right. Guys – Without pads on, still doesn't matter. It's still grown men in a competitive environment. Right. And they got football helmets on. They're going to go. So it's football practice. And, you know, Hollywood Brown's not on the team anymore. Who, who's going to step up? Rashad Bateman, he wants to be the number one guy. Well, these are opportunities to work directly with your guys. So the, the whole it's voluntary thing, when you're talking about a franchise quarterback who is entering the final year of his rookie contract, has created this – either deliberate or accidental mystery as to what his intentions really are because he won't take the team's money, has never missed the offseason program until this year, and all of a sudden he's not there. I, I, I think just saying this part is voluntary, I will be there, I, that, that, that misses the point. The point is that the starting quarterback, even though we understand it's voluntary, if the starting quarterback is all in, and as we said last week, if the Ravens' estimation is accurate, Chris, yeah. that this guy wants to have a great season, win a Super Bowl, and then get the money he's, right. he's why would you do worthy this? of, why would you not be there as the climb toward a Super Bowl championship begins? That's the whole point. That's why we were confused by it. And I think – I don't know if he likes it or not. Look, this entire – multi-layered mystery of Lamar Jackson is something he's either deliberately crafted or it's just stuff happens. But either way, he's the only guy in the NFL, the only starting quarterback in the NFL, where we really don't know if he wants to be with his team. We really don't know what he's up to. We really don't know what's motivating him at this point. And Lamar, I'm sorry, whether you did it on purpose or not, you've done it. You've done it. That's why we're talking about you, because you're the only one. 
that is in this situation where nobody can figure out what the hell you're doing, including your team. Because what did John Harbaugh say last week? He didn't say, well, this part's voluntary and Lamar's working out on his own. He's got a mechanics coach. That's what he's doing. John Harbaugh said, well, yeah, you better, you need to ask him that. Like, I'm not touching it because I don't know either. You don't know, and I don't know. Nobody knows. And Lamar has created that. Whether he meant to or not, yeah. he is responsible for this vibe that allows all of us to say, what the hell does he want? What yeah. is he doing? What right. is he up to? We don't know. Right. A vibe and like, and, and, and like, and what you're saying here, and again, to like kind of, you know, stamp it or, or, or solidify it a little is just go, in, in the biggest year of your career, it's the biggest year of your career, hands down. It's, it's hey, we went to the playoffs two years in a row. It ended disappointingly. One year we got knocked out, you know, first round. Next year we win a game and go up to Buffalo, don't play good. Last year things kind of fall apart. He's injured. You know, the team was injured, banged up. You know, he didn't play the last few weeks of the year. You know, this year, like you're talking about, there's some young receivers. You got young guys coming back that were hurt from last year that are going to be, you know, J.K. Dobbins back in the swing of things. Let's get them going. Ronnie Stanley's trying to get healthy. Like, yes, it's a big year for the Ravens. They're a good football team. We know that they got, you know, a lot of the right pieces on paper for sure. But, like, well, also to what you said, like, first off, QBs are, are supposed to be all in. They're supposed to be all in. You're not supposed to have to really ask the QB to go to OTAs. Like, that's the QBs, usually the guy like, hey, OTAs are next week, guys. Like, this is like, this is fun. Let's go work. Let's get better. So, uh, there's just so many circumstances, let alone the contract, like you're talking about as well. And yeah, if you want to set yourself up for the biggest payday, why wouldn't you want to set yourself up to play the best you possibly could play? I, I don't understand that. I don't. I don't get it. And again, I, I want to see him there. And it's not for any other reason than I want to see you there because I like you, Lamar Jackson. That's, that's the only reason I was saying. I wasn't trying to say you were a jerk or anything else. I just wanted to go, you should be there because you're the man and you're the leader of the team. And everybody talks about you like you're the leader of the team. And they all love you. And that's why you should be there. So that's why I say that. And, of course, we're going to talk about you. And we talk about all quarterbacks that don't show up at OTAs. We've talked about every one of them. You're Lamar freaking Jackson. We're going to talk about you if you don't show up at football practice. And, look, everything we ever say about Lamar Jackson comes from a desire to promote his best interest. Definitely. It, right. It, it, it gets – exhausting frankly when you make an observation aimed at helping the guy and this army of pro lamar twitter bots start attacking you for it i remember last year when he was doing the bump and run drills on a basketball court and he was you know kind of going full speed right and it's like what are you doing you're on the brink of this massive contract if you have some freak accident happen on this asphalt basketball court when you know you're playing with these rambunctious kids, uh, you're not going to get that money. No. So what are you doing? Why are you doing this? Don't do this. Get your contract, then do it. Well, and uh, so and, and then people get mad. Oh, let the man live his I life. Know. Well, but he's going to live his life without his contract. Without the contract well, he's that, earned. That's without the life changing generational money he's pissing it away potentially Th- because he's not he's not doing what he should be doing that's what i want to piggyback off of you there a hundred percent first off there's that crowd there that's like oh get off his back he's gonna be lamar do that cool we're all for that we're just stating the. where things are those like, people gonna be where I, are those people gonna be if he breaks his leg and he never gets his contract I know. where are those people gonna i know be? and you know what, what they don't realize is too too in a lot in a lot of ways when you look at other mo- social media comments they think 
oh, Lamar's stupid. What's he doing? This is an amateur move. He's clueless. Those are the other things you see. So, you know, and there's a part of the league that thinks that too. Like, what the hell is this guy doing? Including the Ravens. They're going what they're they're saying it nicely because they're he's their quarterback and they love him. But they're what they're really saying is, what the hell is he doing? We don't know what our quarterback wants or is doing or what I mean, that's what they're telling us. So yeah, Lamar, I don't know. You know, again, this is what stinks about the world right now. He doesn't realize that we really stick up for him at every try to help stop him. We're all to help the time. And this was not a negative thing. This is just you're Lamar Jackson and you're not there. And I don't understand that. That's all it was. And it does. I know he's probably mad at me or whatever, but I'm I'm still going to root for him. I don't I don't really care. I understand him being a little angry. Just we talk about all we, these guys. No, it's not just singling well, him out. We have been preaching for a year that number one, he should have an agent who goes and gets him the best possible contract he can get. And even without an agent, he needs to engage the team. And that whole stupid narrative that Shefty started pushing week one of last year, Lamar isn't talking to the Ravens because he's so focused on football. That's all the more reason to go get an agent. If you're too busy with your job, you hire somebody else to do the other things that aren't your job. So you can focus on your job and you don't have to worry about the potential downside. Right. You know, I know right. when guys are young, they think they're invincible. They think they're going to be able to yep. roll out of bed every single day for the next hundred years and do what they do now. And they will eventually find out how stupid that is. But for now, what you do is you make the decisions factoring into your thought process, the reality that I can't do this forever. I better get what I can now before my ability to keep doing it begins to become undermined by age and wear and tear. Yeah, right. And you would think that after last year when he has that ankle injury and he misses a bunch of time, you would think that that would get him to go take the money. Again, I don't know what – and the team doesn't know. This just doesn't – we're in the dark. Everybody's in the dark. So, yeah, yeah, Lamar – Look, again, whether you meant to do it or not, this is an unprecedented situation where you have a guy who's a franchise quarterback, an MVP, who won't sit down at the table to take the team's money. That in and of itself has never happened before. In the 20 years I've been covering the sport, in the 50 years I've been following it, it's usually the other way around. The guy wants the money and the team won't give it to him. That's what the problem is. I can't think of a time where the wallet's open, the vault's open. Steve Bishotti gives the guy the, the combination lock, to the Kittner Boy five, Kittner Boy readout from that was the safe from the fictional safe from Bad Santa, I, and and he won't take it. So, and then he ended his tweet with find something else to talk about. Let me just say this, Lamar, and this is a message I've delivered to Bill Belichick on this program many of occasions. This is the arena you're in. This is one of the reasons why you're getting this money because people care about what you do. And I understand, and look, one of the big themes of my book, Playmakers, is we need to understand these guys are human beings. We can't treat them like robots. We have to understand the various stresses they go through. But at the end of the day, you're in the arena. It's the entertainment business. It's the entertainment business. And one of the reasons why all that money's there for you is because people care about it. So you can't tell us to find something else to talk about. Don't don't try that. I I know, because that's not going to work well here. Don't tell us what to talk about, Lamar. We'll talk about whatever the hell we want to talk about. If we want to talk about you, we're going to talk about you. And you're making yourself more interesting by giving us these things to talk about. Right. Well, what drives me crazy right now with some of the players that have done this to us and and other people in media is just that if we got into the season and you were having a great year – 
and kind of getting lost in the shuffle and we weren't talking about you, some of these guys. Great point. They would be very, I'm not getting the credit that I deserve. I think I should be in the MVP conversation. But So they want the attention then. And that's where I get a little tired of that. That's where I, yeah, I don't want to hear it. You know, I, I'm sick of that in the whole sport altogether. You, know, you say something good about me, I don't really care. You say something that challenges me, I'm going to attack you. I'm going to, but you, but I never hear like, hey, thanks for saying all the good things a hundred times before that. I'm sick of that crap. I'm sick of it. So like, yes, sorry, you're a star. We're going to talk about you, and you know what? We'll probably be talking about you tomorrow or sometime next week too. So just get used to it. People want attention on their own terms. It's my old saying, hey, everybody look at me. What the hell are you looking at? And I've gotten crossways with a few people over the years for calling them out on that idea that, you know, they only want praise. They don't want criticism, but they definitely want to be talked about on their own terms. Uh, let's talk about Jameis Winston. Nick Underhill of New Orleans dot football reported that based upon observations at OTAs last week, Winston is moving with a visible limp. He tore the ACL in his knee week eight last year he was cleared to participate in the OTAs so I don't know why he'd be limping unless they decided whatever limping he's doing it isn't that bad but you know Chris one thing I've learned from working with you is and it's an excellent point if you're limping you're compensating and if you compensate long enough what's going to happen something else is going to get something else is going to get injured something that's carrying the burden of the, the body part that isn't 100% is going to be less than 100% because it's going to get thrown out of whack. So if he's limping, I, I don't – I mean, if it's true that he's limping, I don't see how that's a good thing. And I don't know when – I don't know when he's fully cleared and ready to go, but obviously he, he wants to prove himself. He wants to earn his money. He wants to be ready to go. Here's some video that we can scrutinize as to whether or not he's limping. Maybe he's just struggling with that gigantic – Well, I he think is that's limping. probably – he is. Yeah, I mean, he's ginger, I'm sure. And then, yeah, like to your point, what you're saying, you're you're not wrong there. Those damn knee braces are not easy. You're going to be a little bit uncomfortable and walking weird, especially at first, you know. But, but you know, I, I'm not shocked to hear that there's a little limp. I'm not. I mean, it's not that far out. He's playing quarterback. I'm sure they're just going, hey, we're not going to ask you to run or do a whole bunch of cutting. We'd like you just to do what you're seeing right here. And honestly, you know, seeing just a few things I saw even online last night, like I know it, I saw the reports during the weekend too. He's moved, like, It wasn't as bad a limp as I was expecting. I, I will say that. Just from the report itself, I thought, oh, man, maybe is he really, like, really struggling here? Okay, I, I found that to be – a somewhat common walk for a guy with that type of injury at this time I of the year. I just think the brace is bothering him. I, I haven't it, seen a right. lot of it. Right. But he's, you know, he posts those Lamar, uh, Jameis Winston, something <laughs> Lamar Jackson, Jameis Winston's goofy workout videos on social media. Right. Those, th- you know, he's doing all those weird things that apparently work for him. Yeah. I, I didn't see him limping in any of those that, right. that he's posted. Right. I think I think the brace is just bothering him. I, I think he's thinking this is big freaking brace how am i supposed to move around with this thing on my leg it just it, it, it hurts it, it feels like that's what it was it does seem kind of seem like that so yeah we'll, we'll continue to watch it uh, and again I, I don't think they're going to ask him to do much than what we saw right there i bet you him shuffling through the cones is about as aggressive as it gets for him there but oh man mike i've, I've been with too many players who've had to wear that brace and their knees feel 100 percent. they don't have an issue and they yes, just because that steel or whatever it is, the carbon fiber or whatever, just can kind of hit the bones around the knee, 
and make things sore and a little uncomfortable, even when your knee is totally like tip top and ready to go. So uh, I'm sure he is getting used to it a little bit. It wasn't as bad as I was expecting. I'll, I'll say that. He has a teammate in Michael Thomas that he hasn't really been able to play with yet because Thomas suffered the ankle injury week one of the 2020 season after he had a record-setting 2019, and we've hardly seen him. He's not ready yet. Saints plan for training camp. He's been at OTAs, but he hasn't worked on the field. I feel like they've gotten resolved whatever the issues were, and there were issues there. And there was some reporting that was done by Jeff Duncan, I believe, during the 2020 season just about how exasperated the Saints were becoming with Thomas and his attitude and the way he was treating some of the employees in the organization. And look, I, I, I can't remember how clearly and pointedly I reported this at the time, but there were people around the league who were saying that Thomas's camp were trying to get other teams to make right. trade offers for right. him in advance of the 2020 trade deadline. Not that the Saints were going to do it, but he wanted out. So I don't know if it was a thing between him and Sean Payton. There was something. And now Payton's gone, so so the bridge is being rebuilt. But you know, the bottom line is he's not healthy till he's healthy. And they have Chris Olave, and they picked up Jarvis Landry. And people think it's going to be Olave and Landry and Michael Thomas. I, I still... Like, it could be Landry plays the role of Michael Thomas because maybe deep down they know that, they're, you know, anything they get out of Michael Thomas at this point is gravy. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll be interested to see. It's a, a huge question mark for their football team. Of course, there's a lot of money and resources paid to this guy. And, yes, even though he had the great year two years ago, I mean, he hasn't necessarily – um, made the Saints feel great about all the money they've thrown him that way just because he's dealing with injuries. And then, yes, I mean, you talk to people around the league or connected to the Saints, I, I, you get the same sense there that, you know, yeah, maybe he got kind of got paid and, you know, became a little harder to handle. I certainly heard some things down there from people to, to say that that's kind of what was going on or the way at least people felt for sure. But, man, if he is on the field – uh, that it makes you change or makes you think about them and go, ooh, man, what, ooh, Olave, him, Jarvis Landry, Alvin Kamara coming out of the backfield. We know that's a good offensive line. Man, if they could get him and with that defense, that's where we get back into the conversation we had during the draft where we go, I don't think the Saints are going to take a quarterback because I think they think they're still damn good and can compete in the NFC. And, you know, when you kind of evaluate them and then think about Michael Thomas being healthy on the field, you go, crap. They could be a player here in this thing if Jameis can stay healthy and keep progressing in that offense. So it'll be interesting to see where this goes for him. We had mused at one point in the offseason about the possibility the Saints would just move on from him. And when they drafted Chris Olave, I think some people thought that as well. But he was one of the guys who restructured his contract to help Mickey Loomis, the GM of the team, with this annual effort every year. They're oh, in this cap Saints, mess, and they, they wave the magic wand. And, and, and one of the... One of the guys in whose direction they waved that magic wand was Michael Thomas, restructured the deal. There's no way they could move him at this point. He's going to be on the team this year. The question is, what will he actually be doing? Will he be cleared to play? How involved will he be? And then where do we go from there in 2023 as he's getting toward the final two years of his contract? $15.5 million base salary next year, which was a lot when they signed him. It's it's kind if he's playing well that's a bargain at this point when you consider what other guys it's are making so lately. right uh, still a lot to be figured out between the Saints and Michael Thomas and uh, the Saints and Jameis Winston and his knee but I, I feel better about Winston after seeing that video because right. I really do think it's the brace more than anything else brace yourself for what's coming later in the program. 
We, we promise you we will have a payoff on the popcorn muscle remark with some sound that apparently is awesome. However, it's not yet ready for us to play it. So that, that is something that hopefully will hold you onto the program. Whether you're watching it live or listening to the podcast a week from now, hopefully, hopefully you'll stick around for that. But before we get to that, the Browns handing out a big contract to a key player on Friday. How will that affect a certain member of the Las Vegas Raiders? We'll discuss that next on this Tuesday, not Monday, edition of the FF5. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.